From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, we just got through International Village uh, here in McKeesport and looking over the list of the original booths that were at the original International Village back in 1961, ethnicity is startling in its absence from from the current International Village, and that is Jewish. Jews made up an enormous part of the cultural life of McKeesport and the McKeesport area, but I don't believe that at this time there is an active synagogue or temple within the city of McKeesport. Uh, our guest this morning for the whole half hour is working on a documentary about the cultural contribution made by Jews to the founding of McKeesport and to the early history of McKeesport. He is Sam Zoltan, and he is working on a documentary called Missing McKeesport. And he's on the phone with us right now from his home near uh, Philadelphia. Good morning, Sam. Well, good morning, Jason. I'm grateful for your having me on today. So you are right now working on a Kickstarter for funding your documentary. You are looking to raise $18,000, and as the moment we're talking, you're very close to your goal. You've got almost $16,000, but you need that last push to get over the, to get uh, over the finish correct. line. Yeah. Uh, Kickstarter is an interesting phenomenon. Uh, crowdfunding is a way that... Um, People such as myself, I'm an independent filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, can find uh, the means to uh, secure the, the dollars needed to pay the bills. And in my case, uh, there are uh, some things I want to do that include uh, paying musicians for their work. Yep. Uh, there are some rights and permissions that I need to take care of. Um, and I also have a vision of actually involving a a, a renowned animator to help me with some visuals that I would like to include in my project in the film um, that deal with things that you can imagine but you can't see anymore because they don't exist any longer. And I don't want to be a... A spoiler and tell you what those things are. You have to see the movie. <laughs> well, let's 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 talk a, a, a little bit about. You, you, you heard my introduction. Um, is, is is what I'm saying accurate? Because it seems to me that that um, going back, uh, being a bit of an amateur historian myself, going back through the the early history of McKeesport and, and many of the other Mon Valley towns, um, there there was a tremendous, vibrant Jewish uh, social and cultural life. Um, and I think it's kind of I don't know if it's been secularized or it, it has. Away. Well, it's a, an interesting question that um, I guess uh, uh, begins with uh, the uh, uh, passage of uh, the Jewish uh, families that actually immigrated to Western Pennsylvania from Eastern Europe um, and um, settled in lots of the towns that are up and down uh, the Mon Valley. Um, and um, with the passage of time, uh, and sadly, with the demise of the steel industry, um, things have changed dramatically. And so this exodus, uh, this pattern that I'm describing, uh, I think um, uh, t- until today, uh, through today, uh, we've seen uh, a lot of people who settled their children uh, ended up uh, uh, 
experiencing exodus themselves and have left to other places. Um, and with the demise of steel, there just isn't uh, the, uh, the the business center that uh, used to be in, in McKeesport was uh, extremely focused uh, uh, on, on Jewish uh, business owners, and uh, their children have left, yes. and the businesses have left, yes. and steel has left. And so at this point, um, I'm trying to tell the story of this uh, community's uh, Jewish uh, uh, culture uh, through the interviews I've done with about 140, 150 wow. of the, the sons and daughters of the immigrants that originally settled there. Sam Zoltan is our guest this morning. He is a documentary filmmaker in Philadelphia, and he is working on a film called Missing McKeesport. Is there a uh, quick way to, for people to get to, to a website or something, Sam? Well, um, I have uh, made available some uh, snippets uh, some updates and a 13-minute sizzle reel mm-hmm. um, that was actually presented at the Heinz History Center on April 3rd. Okay, uh, they had a project um, which was called "Every Town Had a Community," and um, I created a 13-minute um, sampling of some of what I'm dealing with, and it was presented there. So you can see those uh, clips uh, by going to my Kickstarter. So if you go to kickstarter.com uh-huh. and then go to films, uh, uh, you can uh, put in Missing McKeesport or my name, Sam Zoltan, and the project will become available to you. And embedded within that uh, Kickstarter campaign are uh, ways for you to see some of uh, the, the work I'm doing. So, someone who, uh, so go to kickstarter.com, type in Missing McKeesport, or type in uh, Sam Zoltan's name, Z-O-L-T-E-N, and uh, it will take you to, to the page, and you can see the, the preview. It's about 13, 14 minutes long um, right, of, and, of some of the work that he's done already. check out the updates. Um, somebody on the Internet uh, who saw the, the preview said that, um, she, she said, uh, if, if the entire documentary is, is like the 13 minutes, she said she's going to need a whole box of tissues because she said mm. it was just, it was very emotionally moving to her it really grabbed her um so that's i, I think that's a very high compliment to, to pay a filmmaker and i i have been touched by so many emails and communications i've received not only from uh former uh, mckeesporters that were uh, jewish but also from non-jewish mckeesporters who find parallels in what was my experience uh, growing up as a jew in mckeesport i lived up on jenny lynn street for a while i lived on versailles avenue uh, and uh, lots of people are saying, uh, I don't know you, but um, uh, I grew up in McKeesport, and um, uh, although my tradition as an example is uh, uh, Catholic um, Croatian, yep. so much of what you describe reminds me of uh, aspects of my own culture, and, and I love when that happens, because, I- you know, we're all connected. I, 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 I believe that a wise person once said that... Um, there are no former McKeesporters. <laughs> if there was, whoever that wise person is, maybe it was you. Uh, well, it, <laughs> uh, it's clearly uh, deeply embedded in my uh, DNA, and uh, I have great respect for the town from which uh, I emanate. And although I am in suburban Philadelphia, um, I, I, I know that uh, the person I am is very much affected by uh, my root, and McKeesport is my root. Uh, Sam, tell us a little bit about uh, your, your growing up. You mentioned that you that you grew up uh, in in McKeesport on on Jenny Lynn Street. Tell me a little bit about your family. When did they? Do you know when they came uh, to the McKeesport area? 
Well, my, my, uh, on both uh, sides of my lineage, my, uh, uh, my mother's uh, uh, parents uh, came from Lithuania, and uh, it was in the early 1900s, and my, uh, on my father's side uh, came from uh, Hungary, uh, although depending on uh, when the wars were fought and <laughs> where the borders were, that, that also uh, could, have, could have been Czechoslovakia. Uh, I'm laughing because I, I used to hear those stories, too, from my grandparents, that it depended on where the border was. Uh, uh, they right, were either right. Hungarian or Romanian or, or whatever. Right, and uh, I think today uh, it would be in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the town, uh, the area called Munkash. And um, so, so they came. Um, my my grandfather on my father's side uh, was in the scrap business, scrap iron. Okay. Uh, called Tube City Scrap, which has gone on uh, become a multinational company. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he got out of the business in the 30s before that happened. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it may be a whole different story if uh, he had not done that. But um, You might be a steel tycoon right now. I might be, but I am not. <laughs> I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, then on my mother's side, um, um, my grandfather had a, um, on Fifth Avenue, um, a, a, I guess we could call it a furniture store. I have a pretty iconic photograph of him standing in front of his furniture store uh, in my Kickstarter, uh, one of the updates, where I'm, I'm actually seeking photographs that um, are, are of an iconic nature that help to tell the story of McKeesport. And what was and the name the way, of it? What was the McKeesport Heritage Center must be commended. They've uh-huh. been remarkably helpful to me. What, uh, what was the name of, this, of his store? I'm sorry? What was the name of his store? Uh, it was, it was uh, Myers. Okay. Uh, M-E-Y-E-R-S, which is my mother's maiden name. Okay. Um, as, uh, J, on the left side of the window, it says J. Myers Stoves, and on the right side, it says J. Myers Furniture. <laughs> and he was at uh, 704, I'm looking at the photograph yeah. as we speak, uh, uh, Fifth Avenue. Well, uh, probably a building that no longer exists because of uh, so much of that area was redeveloped in the 1950s yeah. and 60s. Very true, um, and in my research, I've been back many times, and it's always um, exciting for me to look, to stand in a place that once was, and uh, sadly, so much of once was is no more. I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners of my age, and I'm 66, I left McKeesport in 1967 okay. to, to come to, uh, actually to Temple University to study filmmaking okay. uh, in Philadelphia, but um, uh, the... Um, Memories uh, uh, many have shared with me are of uh, my uncle Will's store that was on Ringgold Street where the bus made the turn, uh-huh. um, and that was called Zoltan's Novelties. And he had an iconic uh, window you couldn't forget it, with um, the window filled with uh, what was uh, sort of uh, uh, novelties, uh, things like whoopee cushions, sure, rubber vomit, and all that. A, 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 a toy store, a variety type store, hobby yeah, store type store, yeah. Things that, things that collectors would be seeking today. <laughs> Again, you, you you missed your chance for, for, for millions and millions of dollars. Uh, if, yeah. if, if all that stuff had been saved, you have to have the original boxes, of course. Uh, I, I think my brother, that's his domain. Okay. He loves collecting uh, those kinds of things. Because all of this uh, conversation, it really um, is exciting uh, because it evokes um, uh, nostalgia. And um, these are times that were very special to so many people, not only based on the objects, uh, but the places and the memories and the music. 
uh, and the stories. And uh, there are so many stories. And in uh, my 140-plus interviews, uh, many people have shared nuance with me that I just never would have even known about. See, uh, we so have I'm, to, see, I'm connecting the dots now as I complete the film. I apologize for interrupting you, Sam. We have to take a uh, quick break here. Um, when we come back, uh, we're, let's pick up the story with how you became a, a documentary filmmaker and then uh, what why you felt uh, called back here to document the history of uh, the Jews who had settled in the McKeesport area, okay? Thanks, Jason. Uh, Sam Zoltan is our guest. He is uh, working on the upcoming documentary film Missing McKeesport. Actually, if you just Google Missing McKeesport and Sam Zoltan, you're, you're going to come up with his Kickstarter page. Uh, he's uh, close to his goal, but is looking for the last push to get over the finish line uh, to complete the story. As you heard Sam say, he's got um, 140 different folks who have been interviewed for this film already in 60 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The Foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. Sam Zoltan is our guest uh, this morning. He is the creator, documentarian of uh, the upcoming film, Missing McKeesport. Uh, you can find it on kickstarter.com if you just go to kickstarter.com and um, you type in Missing McKeesport or you type in Sam Zoltan. Uh, you'll be able to uh, come up with the page. Um, he is still, at, at the time that we're taping this, he is still uh, uh, gratefully seeking contributions. Um, he's, he's had almost $16,000 donated by about 117 people uh, as of the moment we're talking, but he still needs uh, it's not an inexpensive um, process to make a movie. Uh, especially one that you would you would want to watch and want to show. Um, so uh, we, certainly, uh, if you have that ability and you are interested, uh, you can find him on Kickstarter.com. Uh, Sam, before we took the break, you were t- talking a little bit about your family history and about uh, growing up in McKeesport. Uh, you left the city to go to Temple University. And then sort of where did your career as a filmmaker take you? Um. I have been in the last 30 years um, self-employed. The niche that I serve actually is um, I I create um, visualizations, documentaries, if you will, that uh, are used for advocacy, uh, often for people with special needs. Um, I have a a base of uh, support um, I trade as photo facts. And um, I basically create uh, visual aids through photography and documentary films uh, that help um, uh, in the uh, the court litigation kind of uh, world where people uh, use uh, visuals uh, to advocate for clients. So um, that's uh, that's kind of how I that's my day job. Okay. okay? Um, uh, but um, in the realm of documentary filmmaking, uh, I I have created several documentaries uh, that are. Uh, not aligned with what I've just told you, uh, one that I'm most proud of. Actually, uh, uh, it's called Just Call Me Cade. I saw and that on your Internet Movie Database profile. Right. So yeah. if, you go, if you go to Kickstarter or if you Google me, you can actually see that film. It's a 26-minute film that's distributed by an organization known as Frameline, and it deals with uh, the transition of a teenager from... Uh, uh, a transgender from <clears throat> female to male okay. at, at the age of 12. And I made that in 2001. And um, 
uh, that film has really been a wonderful tool to raise consciousness about gender issues, um, and it's been seen all over the world and used in many school systems to just raise consciousness about what is, uh, for many now, a subject they're aware of, but when I made it in 2002, it was relatively... Well, it wasn't talked about. Yeah, it, no, it sure it sure wasn't. Sam Zoltan is our guest. He's a documentary filmmaker um, and is working on a film called Missing McKeesport. If you go to kickstarter.com and type in Missing McKeesport, you can go to the page and see the about 13, 14-minute uh, preview reel of uh, some of the work that Sam has done already. So in your day job, there, there's a phrase that maybe has fallen out of uh, favor. It's called a busman's holiday. It's when you are doing, um, in your free time, the same job that you do when you're paid to do. So... Uh, mm-hmm. In in your professional life, you have been making documentary films uh, as an advocate to tell people stories who have been unable to to tell their stories. I, I'm 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 uh, extemporaneously or I'm, I'm I'm babbling here a little bit, but my Not point. Not really. I like the way you said it okay. better than I did. But, actually, but 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 in, in now in your in your free time, which probably uh-huh. you don't have much since you're self employed, um, right. you, you are advocating for yourself. You're telling your own story and and your family's story, um, and doing it with the same tools that you use in your professional life. So I think that's what they call them isn't that what they call a busman's holiday i had never heard the term okay. busman's holiday but uh it's a labor of love i'll yeah. tell you that um you may be curious to know how come i'm doing this i how am did I, how did uh, this project begin and i will tell you that um uh, uh, about six years ago um i received communication from a group of mckeesporters um who um have left the area um telling me that uh, they were, through word of mouth and the Internet, trying to create a reunion of uh, the Jewish kids that grew up in McKeesport, uh, ages ranging from probably the youngest was, I think, me, 60 uh, at the time, uh, uh, through uh, people the age of maybe 85. Um, and uh, they were having a reunion in uh, Seven Springs okay. uh, in Ligonier. They couldn't find infrastructure to hold as many people as, as did come. There were probably 300 people there. And um, remarkably, uh, they did convene, and they asked me if I would make a... They heard that I was a filmmaker. Uh, would I come and uh, make a, a little video about the weekend? And my first response was, no, thank you. Who would want to see this except for the people that's, that's a home movie, essentially, right? Right. Uh, but then I realized that there was a huge possibility uh, having all of these people from really all over the country convene uh, in one place for a weekend. So um, I, I prepared, uh, using the database, uh, these people to uh, think about their McKeesport memories, not only their Jewish memories, but just their McKeesport memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to uh, I gave them each uh, four minutes to self-edit and sit in front of my camera and give me their best stuff, uh, which they did. And, and then 15 hours of tape later, <laughs> I, I said, oh, my God, what have I created here? And then I realized that, there were quite a few people that weren't at that reunion that probably had a story to tell. So I then began to come back to uh, the area to talk to some of the elders, Okay. Uh, so many of whom have since passed away, so I'm so glad I did that. And um, again, they just um, shared uh, so many stories about, uh, you know, uh, the sports, the, the, the uh, businesses, uh, what they did for fun, um, uh, the synagogue infrastructures. At one time, uh, there were four thriving synagogues in McKeesport proper. Uh, they've all left. Of course, there's still a Jewish community in White Oak, but that's 
technically not McKee Sport. Technically, that's, that's not McKee Sport. And, and, and uh, Sam Zoltan is our guest. Uh, he's a documentary filmmaker. He's working on a movie called Missing McKee Sport about the uh, history of Jews who settled in McKee Sport and um, why, as, as the steel industry uh, closed down in the 1980s, why they, along with so many other uh, folks, have, have left and why those cultural traditions, as I mentioned at the top of the program, um, it's very striking to see that the, the Jewish booth was very much a part of International Village, uh, I believe, until the 70s. And then it just kind of faded away. There, um, uh, two of the synagogues I know for sure are still standing. One of them uh, on Shaw Avenue is now the Rainbow Temple Church, um, yeah. and another one, and I can't remember which uh, t- uh, temple or synagogue it was, is Tree part, of Life. Tree of Life is part of the McKeesport Little Theater. So if you go to yeah. a play at the uh, McKeesport Little Theater, the uh, the the uh, outside of the building has been preserved, and you can see the the names still in the in the stone. Um, as you walk into the McKeesport Little Theater. Um, but I, I know those two buildings are still standing in McKeesport and are still much loved and, and much used, but uh, they are no longer used as, as, uh, as for Jewish worship. Correct. That is uh, the state of today. Um, so so again, tell us, without... without... I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, without stealing your thunder, um, tell us a little bit about the history of Jews as they emigrated to the McKeesport area. When did people start to emigrate here? Well, I think uh, Joseph Kant, as I reflect on my research uh, uh, in the late 1800s, was, uh, to my understanding, the first uh, Jewish person that uh, was in McKeesport. And, um, Where did he come and from? Many followed. Um, there, there's a great history uh, of the Jewish community, if someone's really interested in the detail. Uh, Sarah Landisman. Okay. Um, uh, and I believe that uh, you can find this at the McKeesport Heritage Center. Okay. A copy of it. Uh, she she uh, crafted a, a, a rather detailed uh, document that describes all of the history of, uh, of, of Jews and their immigration to McKeesport, and, and uh, there's, there's another, I'm going to give you some resources that can really, uh, for people that are really interested in mm-hmm. this story, uh, there's another publication that's called From Shtetl to Milltown. I've seen that. Uh-huh. And that's written by Robert Perlman, um, and um, it, it, it deals with basically the... Uh, uh, immigration to western pennsylvania in 1875 through 1925 and the sports a big part of that so it's the same and is it the same impulse that is drawing um every sort of immigrant to to mckeesport it's it's escaping poverty it is escaping in some cases persecution whether it's cultural persecution or language persecution or religious persecution uh in in the quote-unquote old country which i'm assuming most of the jews who came to mckeesport were coming here from eastern europe and russia that's correct and i think your point is very well taken because uh there's nothing new here this very this uh uh, diaspora that you describe. Uh, it, it, what happened then is uh, probably parallels what's happening uh, in the present. Mm. Um, they were looking for a better life, and uh, and the United States of America provided that. They came to uh, uh, predominantly New York City, and when uh, you know the, the the survival instinct is, well, where, where can I find a job? And uh, as it's described, um, U.S. Steel was looking for. And all of the uh, industries sure. in, in McKeesport and, and the Pittsburgh and Mon Valley were looking for uh, labor. And uh, 
some of them walked. Uh, from they read. came from Ellis Island and they walked to to Western Pennsylvania. I'm not saying all of them, but as yeah. I read, uh, Robert Perlman's uh, book that I just uh, referenced actually uh, indicates that there were stories where some had no means to get to to Pittsburgh, so they walked. Oh, good heavens! And settled, and uh, you know the rest, as they say, is history. Is is literally history. Sam, this go time goes by so fast. We have uh, our last break to take. Uh, can you, can you stick with me? And um, uh, when we get back, I want to ask you about some of those shared cultural experiences um, mm-hmm. that, that that people uh, had. Okay. Yes. We'll be back to finish up in thirty seconds. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. And we're back for a final few minutes. Our guest this morning is Sam Zoltan. He is the director of the upcoming documentary film, Missing McKeesport. Uh, he's had more than 117 people who have uh, contributed uh, their their treasure uh, to, to help get this film made. If you would like to be one of the contributors, uh, he is raising funds on Kickstarter. Go to kickstarter.com and type in Missing McKeesport and uh, you will be directed to Sam Zoltan's page where he's got uh, about 14 minutes almost of the, of the footage up there for you to watch and, and see what he's been working on. Sam, uh, when we first started talking today, you you mentioned that there are a lot of shared experiences that people who are Lithuanian or, or Croatian and, and maybe were Catholic or Protestant um, are, are saying that they watched your film and they weren't Jewish, but they saw pieces of themselves and they saw the same experiences. And I know I had that same experience as a, as a younger person or as a young person um, when I went to college and, and started to hang out with uh, Jewish kids and, you know, um, their religious practices were different, uh, but so we we shared. One of the first things we noticed was we shared the same foods. We uh, all had affections right. for the same foods, and we could remember our grandmothers and, and our grandfathers uh, telling the same kinds of stories and the same uh, uh, kinds of traditions. In, in many cases, that uh, it was hard to tell. You know, me being Hungarian and German, and them being maybe Hungarian and Lithuanian or Hungarian and Russian. Uh, you know, it, there wasn't that much difference. Um, that is kind of an important lesson maybe for us to continue to realize that there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of difference sometimes between human beings no i agree with that completely um mckeesport was you know the term melting pot is used <clears throat> maybe more than it should be but it's so true um i grew up as i told you on jenny lynn street uh i was the only jewish kid in the neighborhood uh, but it didn't matter because uh we were just so diverse we weren't labeling each other that way. Um, I, I didn't grow up feeling uh, in, in any way uh, uh, singled out for mm-hmm. being different. I, I, I'm a, I was a McKeesporter, like all my other friends that were McKeesporters. That came first. So, I, you know, I, I had African-American friends, Italian friends, Polish friends, Irish friends, and we all lived within a block or two of each other. And you know, what was important was who was going to win the ball game. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 that was the stuff we thought about. So, so those were simpler, wonderful times, and sadly, um, we're living in a time where uh, I think people are uh, suspicious of the other. Uh, so we're qu- quick to label. Um, I say we people, human, human beings. Nature. Yes, yeah. But it, uh, here I am. I'm looking at um, a comment from. I suppose I shouldn't say her name without her permission, but 
uh, a woman who I do not know writes to me uh, after looking at the Kickstarter um, uh, sizzle reel, I think it's wonderful. Uh, The stories are not unlike those of my mother's family. McKeesport was truly a melting pot, Italian, Polish, Serbian, Croatian, Irish, Hungarian, and on and on and on, all making passage to America for a better life. And here we are now, a beautiful history, although often very difficult. And then she thanked me for doing this. You know. Sam Zoltan has been our guest. Go to kickstarter.com if you're interested in the project. Type in Missing McKeesport is the title. Um, and you can find out more information. You can also see the preview reel. And if you would like to contribute, I'm sure Sam would appreciate it. Sam, thank you for contributing uh, to us this morning. Well, Jason, I'm grateful for your time and taking the time to have me speak to the audience. And thank you all for listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM Internet Radio, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, or those of WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, PO Box 94, Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412 614 9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.